Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Brokerpreneur Podcast. I am Dr. Ben Spears, the Ambassador of Flow. I'm here with my cohort. I haven't, I haven't done this in a while, Matt. <laughs> I'm here with my cohort, my cohort, my co-host, my co-pilot, the big guy himself, Matt Vi. How's it going, Dave? Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. We've got so much going on right now. I'm just, I'm just stoked. We got, I'm super grateful of everything that we're juggling and all the plates that we're spinning. We've got you know, challenge that's running right now. We've got clients onboarding. We got, you know, there's just a, there's just a lot going on right now. So I'm, I'm super grateful, excited. Weather's kind of crap here. Let's talk about that for just a second. Rainy, all that kind of stuff and everything, but big picture, everybody's safe. So man, what, it's hard to not just love your life, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, all the shingles are on my roof. Yep. Hur- Hurricane Elsa came through, which I thought sounded more like a, so- a snowstorm. Because of frozen, but uh, <laughs> I guess it's, I guess she's a hurricane now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, you know that 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 that's part of the reason that we're doing this via Zoom, so you guys can probably tell a little bit of the of the audio difference. But right. um, we want to keep we want to keep bringing that recruiting magic. Absolutely. I, th- right. I thought for sure you'd make a you'd make a joke about rock me like a hurricane, right? I thought for sure you'd be like, here I am. Recruit me like a hurricane. <laughs> All right, so one of us got to hit that high note, then. Who's it going to be? Rock, paper, scissors? It's not me. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Yeah, I guarantee I guarantee you it ain't me either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Matt. Yes, Ben. Everybody wants to know what we're talking about today. Yeah. Right? Because so, they're like, well, you know, I'm tired of Ben singing. Right. <laughs> let's get, and, let's get to and we're tired of Matt's jokes. Up. Let's get to the meat and the taters. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to talk about, uh, you know, are your agents known for being great agents in the market, right? And so this isn't yep. this isn't really a, 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 a podcast about how to make them great agents in the market. It's taking a little bit of a, a you know, digging into a little bit to see if they are, and how that impacts recruiting. So we're gonna we're gonna roll our sleeves up and, and dig into that for sure. Okay, I got short sleeves on, but regardless, we're still gonna do it. Um, here's the thing <laughs> we're gonna listen to this you know make sure you hit that follow button make sure you hit that subscribe button there's no better time than the present than to go to prospectboomerang.com click that green button at the top sign up for a new account and uh, it's absolutely free and and join join our recruiting mastermind group where we get yep. to know you and your business and uh, you get to know us and ours a little bit more um, and we dive you know a little bit more into to questions that maybe you have from the podcast so um, Matt, yeah, I know what a great agent looks like. Do you know? Yeah. All right. Donnie Hathaway. <laughs> He's, he is a great agent. He is a great agent. <laughs> uh, I know what a great agent looks like, right? But, you know, when we say, like, are your agents being known for, a, you know, are, are your agents known as being great agents? Right. Like, like. What, what does that look like, right? Because some people say, well, my, my agents are great agents because um, they have super high production. Right. My agents are great agents because, you know, they only do one deal a year because they're super focused on this one client and customer right. service. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, how do we, how do we, uh, how, how do we define what a, what a great agent is? 
Yeah. So that's a so that's a great question, and and honestly, the uh, the answer is really up to the it's really up to the broker. Let me, let me give you let me just give you let me throw it out there and give you a great example. Okay. So okay. so uh, so there's an agent in the in a marketplace that I that I worked in, and <laughs> just because the code of ethics, all that kind of stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer away from any specifics on this. Okay. Okay. But but uh, but then this has been this has been a while back, but so. A, they they took a they took a buyer to a to a house. The buyer went inside the house to to look around the the, the house, and this was a really productive agent. This wasn't somebody that that wasn't okay wasn't wasn't producing. But the uh, the buyer went in the house. This agent goes back outside the house. It was it was uh, the company that I was working with at the time. It was their listing. Okay, so we heard about all of this because we had to get through every iteration of it. So they show the house. The buyer's agent goes back out to the car. And when the buyer goes back out to the car, stuff is missing out of their purse. Okay, so so of course we hear about it because uh, you know the the buyer's agent and the buyer believe that that you know somebody that that lived next to the listing or something like that went in and, and took the took something out of the took something out of the purse. Uh, come to find out that it was actually the buyer's agent that had went back out to the car that had, that had taken stuff out of the, out of the buyer's purse. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so, but that was a really productive agent. So how do you judge what a great agent is? Is it by yeah. ethics? Uh, is it by ethics alone? Is it by production alone? Are they a really productive agent, but they steal out of somebody's purse or, or are they somebody that, that, that is is ethical is and and just has all the integrity and wants to do the right thing, but never sells a property. Comes in, drinks all your coffee, never sells anything, never contributes one penny a company dollar, but is just the most supportive person in, in the world, right? Yeah. So the key is defining what you think is a great agent. Here, here's the here's the reason why. I mean, everybody kind of knows this already, but if you're out there recruiting and you don't know what you think a good agent is, how are you going to define? Who fits your office? Yeah. Well, what? Matt, you just take, don't you just take everybody? Some people do. Absolutely. That works. Hey, that works for some brokerages. They, they want to hire everyone that they can possibly hire. hundred yeah. percent. And and then other brokerages. Are, was that, are, was that, a, was that a poke in the ribs or were you just <laughs> confirming? No, I'm confirming. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I, I got it, Ben. I got it. I got it. <laughs> But, but there, but there's, uh, but it's up to them. It's up to the yeah, broker, of course. Right? And, and so, but if you don't have any definition of what a great agent is, then how are you going to decide through your interviewing and recruiting process who is a good fit and who's going to stay? And we know that if they're not a good fit, they're not going to stay. It doesn't right. matter how good your comp plan is. Doesn't matter how cool you are. Doesn't matter how about your market share, all that kind of stuff. If they're not a good fit, they're going to feel awkward and uncomfortable in that environment, right? Yeah. So, so first of all, you gotta, you have to define what you think a great agent is, right? And here's a, here's a yeah. couple of things I wanted to dig into. I wanted to dig into a couple of things just to, just to give some options here, right? All right, here's is the it, show. Yeah, is it the most transactions, right? Is that what we're, is that what we're looking for, right? Is yeah. it somebody that just does the most transactions? Is it somebody that does uh, exponentially more, uh, more listing transactions than buyer transactions? And and what I mean by that, right? If you've got a if you've got an office full of people that all buy their 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 uh, buyer leads, and you don't have anyone that's listening, 
then you're very susceptible to market shifts that can that can put you in a difficult situation and you're feeling that right now right yep. so so who is it that you know who is it that fits in your office and who is it that you want to fit in your office if all yep. of your training is about converting buyers and you go hire someone that is a that that focuses on listings they're they're going to feel out of sorts right they're going to feel like they don't they don't match they're going to feel like they're not a great agent in that environment so first of yep. all, you have to decide, you know, is it the most transactions? What type of transactions? Take a look around at your office and decide what you are currently and what you want to be. And if you're not what you want to be, are you willing to build that environment to allow people to feel more comfortable and feel great in that environment, right? So so it's yep. number of transactions is, is absolutely part of it, right? Yep. Is it is it market share, right? So so that means, you know, do you, do you want to go after the, the biggest fish in the pond just to get the market share so that everyone says, you know, so-and-so, you know, Banana Republic real estate is the, is the biggest, uh, is the biggest market share in the, uh, in, in our town. And that's important to us because we want other agents that want to drive market share. That, that's absolutely something that's very viable. And a lot of people want that. And a lot of recognition comes along with that. So, so is that, is that what you're looking for, right? Is, is it, uh, is it market share? Of course, there's per person productivity, right? And that's a and that's a and that's a big one. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're crossing a line here with that one though. Okay. And here's what I mean by we're crossing a line with that one. When you're recruiting and you're deciding what a great agent is, it has to be something that can be measured and, and is important to the agent as well as the company. Do not define what a great agent is solely by how much it benefits you as a company. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, because then you end up mm-hmm. with people who don't believe that they're truly connected beyond just their production or just beyond their, just their market share or whatever in the, in the market. So it has to be about more than just what they can do for you whenever it comes to defining what a, what a great <clears> agent <throat> is. Yeah. I've got, I got a couple um, outside of real estate scenarios that I want to run by you. And I want you to, I want you to, to connect these, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here. I want you no, to connect no. these with a little bit about what, about what we're talking about. Right. And so, because, because again, right, we're defining what a great agent looks like. We want to make sure that our office is full of great agents, but um, like the, the Chicago bulls of the nineties, uh-huh. you, you, you could probably say, yes, they still do. But look, I'm going to go out on land and say, Say they don't win all those championships mm-hmm. if they have 10 Michael Jordans. They don't, correct. And, uh, you know, you had to have a Scottie Pippen. You had to have a, um, you know, a Bill Cartwright, you know, a big guy. You had to have a uh, – Dennis Rodman. I had Dennis <laughs> yeah, Rodman. exactly, right? Like, so so it's, it's, it's one thing to say, like, okay, you know what, this is the, the great agent. All those are great basketball players, right? Mm-hmm. Duh. But but they're different in different ways. Yeah. A lot of different ways. Very, yeah, very, very different. Um, and and so that's that's one of the scenarios I want you to talk about. Um, the second one is, and I'm I wasn't never I was never in this world, but like fraternities and sororities, right? They're known mm-hmm. for like, hey, let's get on all these people that are like me, you know, or like us, and you know, they like the similar things that we right. do. But you know, we need to keep our GPA up. Right. Right. <laughs> so let's bring in some Dr. Benz. Right. 
Um, you know, is that is that is that a way to? Uh, I guess I guess I want to know, like, when you're when you're looking at these at these, like, what's a great agent? What's a great fit? I want to make sure we get across the point, like, every agent just can't be the same, right? But all completely, but but, but, yeah. but fifty different agents could be a, still be a good fit, even though they're different. Right. Right. Is was was Scotty Pippen a good athlete? Yes. Okay. Was Dennis Rodman a good athlete? Yes. Okay. I mean, how you not make it to the NBA without being a good athlete? I'm right. trying to think. So, 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 but was Michael Jordan a good athlete? Yes. Okay. So that, but, the, but they all also played their role within that team. So they right. had some things that were very common about all of them: fundamental basketball skills. They. They, they just looked at things, uh, they looked at certain things a certain way. Everything wasn't the exact same, but there were fundamental things that, uh, it's not Knight, what was it, well, Phil Knight, right? Wasn't it Phil Knight that was the coach? Oh, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, that's right. Bobby Knight, but, you're thinking of Bobby that's Knight. Right. <laughs> Imagine that guy for a coach, <laughs> Phil Knight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would exactly. be calm half the time and explosive the other half the time, but the whole time he'd be awesome. <laughs> so... So, but Phil Jackson, what, what he did is he, you know, he had, if you've watched The Last Dance, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he brought up at one point when they were covering Michael Jordan and they were trying to have that, that breakthrough moment, you know, he was like, hey, Michael, pick your head up. Is anybody, you know, is anybody open? Is there anybody else? Is there a release valve for you? And he did. And they started scoring, right? And that was the breakthrough for them because they couldn't just cover that, that one hit wonder, right? The guy that was just the one that was just hitting everything every time. So, so that's what you want on your team. You want someone that, that is fundamentally great at certain things that elevate the entire team. That's the core of what you are servicing wise, right? You don't, so, uh, so none of the guys on, on uh, whether it was the fraternity as well, this, this, this matters for both the fraternity and, and sorority and the, and the, the bulls, the 1990s bulls. Hey guys, this podcast is powered by Prospect Boomerang. We all know broker owners struggle with profitability. Prospect Boomerang compounds your profits by recruiting the best agents to your brokerage. For consistent growth, visit prospectboomerang.com. There was fundamental things that everybody has in common. There's no, there's nothing wrong, and it's actually smart to have diversity within your team, but not diversity that pulls away from the team's overall goal and vision. That's where yeah. the issue comes in. So if you if people join the sorority or the vision or the sorority or the uh, the fraternity and they don't have the same vision, what's the sorority going to have to do the whole time? What's the fraternity going to have to do the whole time? They're going to be correcting that person. They're going to be reeling them back in. They're going to be spending time on the problem instead of dedicating time towards and resources towards the solution, towards the direction they want to grow in. That's what it, that's what you have to do with your team. If if uh, Phil Jackson would. <coughs> would have had to spend all his time coaching all of these other players and being pulled in a bunch of different directions to try to get them to understand certain fundamentals of, of what was going on with the game, the Bulls wouldn't have been the Bulls. What he basically said is, I'm going to smooth the edges and you guys be you guys. Smooth the edges so that we fit together a certain way and y'all go do the things that I know that you're great at, that I know that you're great at doing. And they put that team together. That wasn't the team that was originally together. Right. I mean, yeah. on the Bulls or on, you know, the fraternity uh, or sorority that, that did the, 
you know, that had the, the best overall GPA and the ones that, that did the most, uh, you know, the most uh, charity work in their, uh, for their college and, and you know, uh, had the highest percentage of people graduating, all that kind of stuff. All of those, all of those things are factors of the team having certain things in common so they could focus on the great things instead of spending resources towards the weakest link the whole time. Yeah. That's why your team, that's why you have to understand what makes your team great. That's why you have to get your head wrapped around what are those fundamental things that make your team great? Like, you know, we, we started talking about perverse productivity just a second ago. Yeah. That means, that means individually, how well is each agent performing? Okay. So there's sometimes when you're, when you're reviewing your numbers, you know, we, we had a, we had a call with, uh, with somebody, Oh, I think it was the end of last week, right. A, a, a nice size company. And, you know, and we talked about taking the, the profitability and dividing it by the number of agents, right. That gave them a number of, of the, the annualized value of the, of the agent, right. Uh, pr- from a company dollar standpoint, that's, that's a great metric. That's a great way of measuring, but you can't just measure that one way. Right. You also have to look at something like per person productivity. How much of these people individually producing so that profitability is not masked so that you can update your training and you can update all the other things that you do to make sure that everyone individually is getting better. Those are the kind of metrics that you have to be able to pay attention to if you really want to win big at profitability. And you can't focus on those things if you have people running in 800 different directions. There has yeah. to be some semblance of continuity between everyone so that you can really dig into these other pieces that allow you to go to that, go to that next level. That means putting a team together or having a team that has some common bonds, that has some common uh, you know, thread between them that, that allows you to focus on the bigger things that tighten that thread instead of trying to figure and spending all your time and figuring out what the weak link is and, and spending all your time fixing that weak link. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So, um, so wrap, wrap, wrap this all up for me, I guess, is, I guess, you know, I, I was going to say summarize, right. But we've talked about a lot of things, you know, I brought some, um, you know, some analogies in that, you know, weren't definite, weren't necessarily on the, on the show notes. Um, no, the, the great one, they were great. They were great. That was a great question. It was very good examples. But, and, but yeah, like, like, like wrap, wrap, wrap this up, like put, put a, put, put a bow on it for me. I'm yep. a broker, right? I want to fill my age. I want to fill my um, office with great agents. You know, I'm, I'm defining, I'm defining, um, you know, what, what my great agents are. I now understand that there are different roles to play. Um, the, the question that I, that, that I want, that I'm trying to get to is let's say I look and, and right now, my office is not full right. of great of great agents, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's an action step or something, you know. That that, that at the end, but um, so I don't want to like break break into that, whatever. But talk to me a little bit, like what you know, what does it look like, right? Because not necessarily, you know, just like tell me what to do, but what does it look like if I don't have like how do how do I know that? Yeah. Oh, so uh, so what it looks like if you if you don't have it is you have high attrition. Uh, okay. You don't have you don't have agents referring you saying, hey, hey, Ben, this guy is a great fit for us. You really should talk to him. You don't have agents okay. doing that. If, if that's not happening, that that means there's probably some fragmented culture going on. OK, 
And yeah. if, uh, like I said, attrition is the, is the, is the next biggest one. And then if you're during your exit interviews, when, when people are leaving, if you're getting the, if you're getting the same exact answer every time when they're leaving, Hey, it's commission split. I got to go. It's a business decision. You know, I gotta, I gotta go. That's bull crap, right? That's, that's not what it is. You need to dig into your exit interviews and really figure out why people are, why people are leaving. Money is absolutely part of it. But if mm-hmm. all they're saying is this is a business decision and it was money, uh, there, there's results. There's so much more to it than than that, and, and it's your responsibility to to truly dig in through your through your exit interview process, right? So, yeah. uh, so, so here's what you do, right? So you first define what uh, what makes a great agent in your eyes, and what your culture currently is, right? Is it the most transaction? Is it you know listings uh, or buyer side? Uh, is it market share? <clears throat> is it per person productivity? Are they somebody that? It, does your whole office have a bunch of people that love staging? Does your whole office have a bunch of people that love or, or great at, at marketing, right? Uh, do they know their contracts better than everyone else, right? Are they are they known for integrity? Are they known for for their teamwork? Are they known for being extremely charitable in the in the in the marketplace? What are they actually known for? Write those things down, and then start looking for ways to have that conversation about those things in your recruiting interview. We talk about being authentic all the time. Yeah. So the, the key thing here is if you're not telling your story in your marketplace, someone else is, right? We've, we've discussed yep. that. Absolutely. So, so if, if, if you figure out what you think your, your culture is, what you think a great agent is, and, and, you're, and the, the other agents in the marketplace don't see that same thing, Meaning that they don't believe that, you know, if you're really good at it, if you look around your office and you're like, man, we're really good at listings. And then you look in the marketplace and you don't get that respect or you don't get that feedback when you're talking to other agents. Hey, we're really good at listings. And the, and the agents you're interviewing, you're like, oh, yeah, well, my company's good at listings, too. Then what's happening is your story is not being told well enough and you're going to have a hard time attracting those attracting those people. That means you haven't put your finger on what you're great at and you haven't gotten that message out in the marketplace. You need to do both of those things. You need to put your finger on what you're great at. You need to get the message out in the marketplace. And then you'll start attracting those type of people that you want. And you'll be the chatter about that. You'll be the one that, that people are talking about whenever it, whenever it comes uh, whenever it comes down to, you know, who's the best in listings? Oh, man, you got to go over to, you know, Ben's Banana Republic, right? He's got the, he's got the best listing team in the, in the world. That's, what you, that's where you want to be with all of that. Or when someone thinks... You know, I'd really like to get better at listings. Who's good at it? Oh, that's Ben's Banana Republic. That's the, that's the company I need to go to. So, yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> well, guys, if if you know if you ever listen to any of these pod any of these podcasts, and you're like, man, like I I feel like you know I'm I've got you know something going on here that you know my, maybe I need a little bit a little bit more help on. Just know that we you know when we say at the end like we want to be part of your win. Like we genuinely want to be part of your plan. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to throw, throw this out there. And I'm just going to start putting this on every single podcast. Um, if, if you guys, you know, have some questions about the things that we talk about um, and, and you're like, you know what? I just want a little bit more clarification. I, I, was, I wouldn't mind just talking to Matt directly. Uh, just go to prospectboomerang.com. Click on contact us and schedule, schedule, schedule a, a little consultation with Matt and he'll, um, he'll walk, he'll walk you through, you know, all of it and, and hopefully just provide you as much value as possible. Um, it's something obviously that I, that, that you feel like, you know, is more on, on, on my side of the realm, uh, you know, schedule and, and say, hey, you know, I don't really yep. want to talk to Matt. Yep. I want to talk to Dr. Ben <laughs> and, I'll, yep. 
and I'll talk, I'll talk to you too, but just to just go to prospectboomerang.com, click on contact us. Um, and the calendar is right there. You just have to pick a date and, and we'll show up whenever you choose it. So guys, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, any of those platforms, make sure you hit that follow button. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, not a lot of stuff goes on YouTube, but it is coming very soon. we got some really cool things coming to our YouTube channel. Um, then, you know, hit that red subscribe button and that bell right beside it. You get notified every time we drop a new episode. If you want to watch all these or listen to them at the same time, same place, same bat time. Same, same, same bat place. Same bat time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to prospectboomerang.com, click on podcast, um, and join our VIP list. You know, we'll send you monthly recruiting tips, tricks, and hacks, along with a lot of these, uh, you know, guides, playbooks, and tutorials that we're building. You'll get those sent to you as well. Matt, yeah, give us, give us, give us an action step, right? We've had a lot, we've had a lot of stuff in this podcast already. Give us one, give us one little action step that that that, that brokers can do, and uh, you know, to help them figure out, you know, do they have, do they have great agents, or you know, you know, do they need prospect boomer to come in and save the day? <laughs> so, uh, so here's here's probably the the easiest way to get to the bottom of this is, you know, if you're not doing exit interviews, absolutely, you should be doing exit interviews. That's a different conversation, but but this mm-hmm. uh, this action step is a, is a pretty simple one. <clears throat> Just call the past five co-ops. Just reach out to them and careful because it might turn into a recruiting appointment. Just saying, call uh, yeah. call the past call the uh, the past five uh, co-ops right and just say, hey, I wanted to call follow up, see how the see how the transaction went, and I and I had a I had a question. You know, the uh, do you mind telling me a little bit about what you know about our company? Tell me a little okay. bit. You know, I'm I'm, I'm Doctor Ben, the broker. And uh, and I just wanted to I uh, just wanted to reach out and thank you for doing uh, doing that transaction with us. You know, I talked to Matt, the agent. And they said that you were that you were completely awesome, and uh, and and I appreciate that. And I'd I'd like to ask you a question if you got like like two seconds. Just what what did what do you know about our company? What do you think about our company? What have you heard about our company? Have you heard anything exciting? Have you heard anything, whatever? And, yeah. And see what they have to say. What's it going to hurt? Oh yeah, I. I completely agree with that. Um, yep. Other than the ego, right? It might hurt that. Might <laughs> <laughs> hurt the ego a little bit. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, guys, and, and and that's okay. Yep. Right, because you don't know how to get better until you know exactly where you are. Right. And take right. it with a grain of salt, right? You might call the village idiot, right? Yeah. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. Notice that say call, you call, call the last one. Has no good transactions with anybody. Yep. But it's everybody else's fault. That means they're fascinating. <laughs> That's right. It's that's <laughs> that's right, and it's everybody else's fault. Yeah. But, yeah. Every every brokerage has a cousin Eddie, and yep. if your brokerage doesn't have one, it's good. Your cousin Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so, and what you're going to look for is uh, the web of connectedness, right? We talk about that when you yep. you ask five people, or you ask the past people, the past ten people, or however many you decide to do, you're looking for what is connected in those conversations. You're not looking necessarily for the specific part, okay? It doesn't hurt. Pay attention to mm-hmm. it. Write it down. But you're actually looking for the general part. You're looking for the part that you keep hearing over and over because that is the foundation that you build on, and that is the agents that you're going to attract. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, guys, if you want to attract all the right agents, listen to the podcast. Yep. Right. You know, we're we're here to help you. We're here to do everything that we possibly can. Uh, you know, if, if you, if you make some call, if you make these calls and all five of them are like, gosh, it's the worst, 
right? And your ego's hurt. Yes, take it with a grain of fault, grain of salt. But if you want your ego yep. built back up, yep. you know where to come. You know where yep. your friends are. Yep. That's me yeah. and Matt. Yep, we'll get it figured out. We'll <laughs> yep. get it figured and out. We, we'll get to the bottom of it. Yep. And we get to the bottom of those things for one reason and one reason alone. Tell them why that is, Matt. Because we want to be part of the win, baby. <laughs> <laughs>